This podcast is presented solely for entertainment purposes. The publisher shall not be held liable with respect to any loss, incidental or consequential damages caused, or alleged to have been caused, directly or indirectly, by listening to this podcast. This is the interlude. 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 You know how when you repeat a word enough times it can temporarily lose its meaning? This psychological phenomenon is called semantic satiation. It causes the listener or the speaker to perceive the repeated speech as meaningless sounds. Other names of this same mental process include refractory phase, mental fatigue, lapse of meaning, and verbal extinction. Interlude. Now, you say it. So, Do you imagine the story can go on in this way? No, not that of the podcast. Your story. How long will you let yourself be passively dragged by the plot? You flung yourself into the narrative, filled with daring impulses, and then? Your function was soon reduced to that of a follower performing situations instigated by others, submitting to whims, finding yourself in events which elude your control. Will you continue lending yourself to this game? Are you an accomplice to the general mystification? Is this on behalf of Femi or some other calling? For Femi, listening to the signal means preparing herself to hear a voice from an unknown source, from somewhere beyond this media or its surrounding devices, beyond the structure or format of the recorded word, from that which is unsaid, that for which the world has no words. What does the signal mean to you? Or perhaps Femi doesn't even exist at all. Perhaps it is I who does not exist. Or perhaps, listener, It is you. How will we know that you exist? It's worth noting that we haven't heard the voice of the Sentinel in some time. Has she retreated back to her own ambit? Or has she vanished altogether? She could be silently observing us. I would be concerned. To tell you the truth, I am feeling a bit uneasy. Is that okay to verbalized here? From personal experience, I perceive the Sentinel to be an impartial presence. In all of her ingenuity, she prefers to remain neutral. She hesitates to infuse herself into the tangible world. I believe this is why she may, at times, offer contradictory instructions. As much as possible, she wishes to remain uninvolved in the human plight. And yet, she perforated the veil of the hidden world and made herself evident in our realm of the seen and known. 
The question is, why? Why now? Here's what I know. Regarding the general mystification, it cannot be resolved alone. As an isolated listener, there is only so far you can go. Let me guess. You're a passive listener. You're comfortable simply letting the story wash over you, perhaps remaining indifferent to the outcome. Or you do not clearly see your own agency. Sorry to tell you, but it cannot go on in this way. I will say explicitly now, on behalf of the mystification itself, you must become actuated. If you haven't already begun the codicil activities at the Signal website, then you're only aware of one dimension of this tale. You remain an observer. Is that typical for you? And what of the listener, Femi? Is she an acquaintance of yours? For a glimpse into her life currently, we must rely upon someone with a different vantage, someone with a lighter, more objective perspective. At this moment, Femi wanders her hometown. On this particular corridor, the storefronts are boarded up and the street is deserted. She knows exactly where she is, geographically. But in another way, she is entirely lost. We know in this way, a person can be two places at once. Femi first heard the voice of the sentinel while listening to the signal podcast. But now, Femi feels like she hears the voice it is at light. other times. Position may change. Like the sound is resonating from somewhere within. Like a calling, urging her forward. She feels a hunch about the general mystification. Like a magnetic pull. And so, after an extended period of isolation, hibernation, and seclusion, she is now answering the call. She has downloaded the document and followed the instructions. She is compelled to somehow locate the other listener and to leave them a sign. On the map of the hidden world, she knows the other listener has left civilization behind and has crossed the turbulent river. But in this seen and material world, how will she ever know they are real? As Femi steps lightly across an intersection, the wind whips up dragging some litter across the asphalt in front of her. Simultaneously, a truck rushes by, leaving noise and exhaust behind her. She pulls her coat together in front, securing herself. She turns right into a secluded walkway. 
And there, on the pavement, she sees it for the first time. It is a small, discreet glyph, sketched in bone-white chalk, just at the base of a utility pole. Its simple composition leaves her no doubt of its meaning or purpose. The mark looks so fresh on the ground that she can see the wind still scattering the light white sediment. Femi looks up and notices in the distance someone turning the corner. She moves swiftly, pursuing them while hoping not to be noticed. She prepares herself to approach them. Just a tap on the shoulder, she thinks. Readying herself for the interaction, she takes four long strides forward, reaching out toward the other listener's shoulder. When she is stopped abruptly in her tracks, Femi feels the ground vibrate. Not an earthquake, but way more subtle like some kind of daytime astrological event. Femi attempted to focus her eyes. She feels she is in an altered state. At that moment, Femi knew exactly what the voice of the sentinel had been trying to tell her. This has been The Interlude. Will there be more episodes of A General Mystification, Volume 1? Can the signal continue to be transmitted? Well, listener, I shall leave that up to you. Now wait, you haven't left a review on Apple Podcasts yet? It's worse than I thought. For God's sakes, man, leave a review!